All right, let, let me tell you how this thing's getting started here. You know, the, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I had someone reach out to me on Instagram. Real nice guy. Hope you're watching. And uh, he was real encouraging. It was after one of my videos. I think I was standing out in the garage on one of the videos. And he said, hey, man, why don't you do that uh, out in the garage thing anymore? He said, you haven't done one since like this summer. I said, I'd do one every Friday. He was talking about the YouTube playlist that there hasn't been an out in the garage video. And he's right. You know, I'm not really a video guy. And uh, let, let, me give, let me give you just a little background to what happened before I started recording this podcast. And it is on YouTube iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. So I get my camera, I got my extra batteries, I got my beard oil that I'm going to talk about in a second, I got my computer out here, I got my microphone plug in, my tripod rigged up to this light structure. Well, before all that, I went to take the tripod, connect it to the camera. Well, the microphone I'm holding on to on top of the camera wasn't connected, I guess, all the way. And my camera goes sliding across the uh, garage floor. I'm not really a camera guy, but I know that that's not good. Fortunately, I think everything is working. I got it connected to the tripod, which is hanging on for dear life on the light structure. I got my extra batteries. And um, as all and I, the tripod wasn't working, or the, the light structure wasn't working right, so I had to take the light off, and I had to redo the deal and tighten everything down. You know what I'm thinking to myself as all this is going on? We should do more video. It's fun. To, it's it, You know what? It really does build character to do video. As I said, I'm not a video guy. There's a lot of work. I text my wife, said, hey, could you go through the front door? Because I'm going to be in the garage trying to record. I'm going to try to get this done. And again, my extra batteries because batteries will always die. With all that positivity, let me get you to this. Our Friday Out in the Garage podcast is sponsored by Darkwater Woodwork. And I want to give you some good news. Through the month of December, if you use the discount code, which I'm going to give you here in a little bit, use the discount code when you go to darkwaterkc.com. You put that in, you'll save 25% off of your beard care products. 25%. Doug's up the game. I think it was 15 for a long time. Now it's 25 right now through the month of December. Every Friday, you're going to get a different discount code. You say, Jarrett, what's the discount code? We'll get to that in a little bit. But let me tell you, a little, little smell-o-vision here. This stuff is fantastic. I'm holding in my hand the out in the garage one, which uh, you'll see the logo there. You can't really see. Yeah, you can see it on YouTube. And then you got his guy right there in the middle. He's got a lot of beard care products. Go check it out. Now, we're not talking T-shirts. No, that's no, that's something totally different, okay? We're talking beard care products, and everybody needs a little beard care product. And if you don't, you will. So, and you know what? If you don't, maybe you know someone that will, so make sure you get some of that 25% off the discount code. As I said last week, no longer going left or right through the Bible. Just pausing that for now, maybe forever. I don't know. Uh, we're going to be in Luke 2. You say, is that the discount code? No. Luke 2, we're going to spend the month of December going through this, uh, the birth of Jesus, all the surrounding things that are transpiring there. I want to look at Luke 2, 1 through 7. And when I look at Luke 2, 1 through 7, I say, you know what? This is a massive inconvenience like me making videos a massive inconvenience right like this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens because I, I read this text and I come to mind I think you know what if I was Joseph man I would not have handled this well in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered we're going to be counting people well you can't just be counted you had to go back to uh, where you were from and so Joseph has to go to um, Bethlehem. The thought that comes to my mind is, how do you handle things that are inconveniences? I don't know what I said. I don't remember it. When the camera went sliding across the floor, I said something. 
And I thought, I wonder if the neighbors heard that. That's not that's not very uh, encouraging. That whatever I said, I, I didn't I didn't say anything I should have said. I just something out of frustration, like "Are you kidding me?" or something like that. You know, you know, like man, when I'm tired or I'm hungry or things don't go my way or another email, another meeting, another conversation. I was, you know, George Costanza said it. Why must there always be a problem? And that's that's just the way life is, man. There's just always a thing. I'm convinced no matter what you do for a living, you are in the people business and people are hard because we're hard. We are are challenging people. In those days, the decree went out. Caesar Augustus said, you know what? Everybody needs to go to your own hometown and register. I'm even at, I'm getting to the age now that when technology changes, I kind of just give up. I just, I've had this phone, same phone forever. And uh, the other day, uh, there was an update to it, middle of the night, I guess. And then I woke up and it gave me the hello. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I got to reset this thing. And evidently, I have voicemail now. I didn't know I had voicemail. I had people call and say, hey, I left you a voicemail. I said, I don't know how to check it. So I just, I just, I've given up, you know, like I'm at that age now. I'm like, I'm not going to check the voicemail, right? Just, just mail me a letter or send me an email. Uh, you know, I, I just don't handle some of that stuff very well. As much as I'd like to think I do, I don't. And so when these things become inconveniences, some of them are massive. Some of them are minuscule, but nevertheless, listen, man, we're entering the Christmas season. And I, I was telling this to someone the other day, to me, Christmas is always a lot more fun before December. It just is. It just, you know, the music, food, whatever. You're like, oh, there's some lights, whatever. Once you get into December, you have all these like prerequisites. You have all these things you have to do, expectations, another meeting, another program, another follow law, this, that, and the other. And you only have so much time, right? There's only so many weekends. There's only so many Fridays. There's only so many, you know, windows of time. And you're like, man, I just don't have time for this. You just get frustrated with it. But man, I don't want you to forget, we get into Luke 2. Well, actually, the whole Bible, but Luke 2 in particular that we're going to talk about for the next few weeks. These are real people, man. These are real people with real issues, okay? And Luke 2, 1 through 7 is connected to Matthew 1, 18 to 25, if you will. Luke 2, 1 through 7 just tells us what happened. Matthew 1, 18 to 25 tells us why it happened and the circumstances around it that get us to Luke 2. So I'm going to try to dabble in both of them today. Before we go any further, the discount code for today will be Luke 2.1. Luke 2.1. I want you to hang on that first verse there, okay? Luke 2.1 in those days. That's important, okay? Matthew one eighteen. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Two people engaged are so excited. I remember getting engaged to my wife. Honestly, we got engaged on an evening. I don't remember the, the night. I don't have, we don't have a magical moment of it. Nobody took a picture of it. There wasn't like a setup where there was a hidden camera person. It was just me going, do you want to marry me? She said, yes, I can't believe it. And then the next day I went over to her house, her parents' house actually, for lunch, just to you know, have a ham sandwich or whatever. And she had dates picked out. She had like all the, I'm like, well, I, 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 I was not thinking that already. I mean, literally less than 24 hours later, we had half the wedding planned. I guess all I needed to do was be there. You know, I was one of the last pieces of this thing to be put together, and we had ourselves a wedding. Well, Mary and Joseph fixing to have a wedding too, but we have a bit of a problem here, right? Betrothed, they are engaged to be married. I'm going to go to Luke 1, 26 to 28. Um, if I can find it, it'd be easier if I find it. In the sixth month, angel Gabriel was sent from God, sent from God to a city of of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. That's who we're talking about here. The house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord 
is with you. Go on here. I don't want to read the whole thing, but if you go on, the angel is telling her, you're going to have a child. The child is of the Holy Spirit, and uh, this isn't going to be just any baby. This is going to be Emmanuel, God with us. A verse I love to go back to all the time, Isaiah 46.10, remember the former things of old, for I am God, there is no other, declaring the end from the beginning. Go back to Genesis 3 and say, hey, there's one that's going to show up, and it's going to be a very big deal. And from ancient times, the things not yet done, my counsel shall stand. Well, that's what happens here. His counsel is going to stand. Go back to Matthew 1, 18, before they came together, before they were married and uh, sleeping together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. This is one of those, hey, man, we need to talk. To this day, I do not enjoy a we need to talk conversation or when you get a minute, I need you to come in here. I'm like, what? what? Right? It's one of those things. Well, this is a, hey, we need to talk. I don't know exactly what they talked about, but I do know there was probably a lot to be said in that conversation. Now, again, if I'm Joseph, I don't know how I would handle this. As a matter of fact, Matthew 1, 19-25 gives us an image of an angel appearing, speaking to Joseph, telling him, hey, all this stuff that's going to happen is from God. I mean, nothing less than what would have been sufficient for Joseph to, to believe that. He's got this woman. He can't wait to marry her. I mean, he's just got, he's got some ideas and plans too, I'm sure. And uh, hey, this, your wife's pregnant. You've had absolutely nothing to do with it, but you are going to be his earthly father. Now, don't miss this. The angel also tells him he's going to save his people from the punishment of their sins. That, that save his people, well, that includes Joseph. That's a lot. That is a lot in and of itself right there, but, you know, it really doesn't end there. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be registered. This was the first registration while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his town. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house of the lineage of David. He was to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. That's a tough one to explain. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger because there was no room or place for them at the inn. You talk about a massive inconvenience. As if there is not enough going on with this couple. Angel appears to Mary. Angel appears to Joseph. You know you got a whole slew of relatives who are cynical and thinking, yeah, right. You know you got a bunch of guys in Joseph's ear, a bunch of women in Mary's ear. You got a bunch of relatives just telling them, you don't have to do this. Out of it. You know you know this because you have people in your family like that too. Could you imagine? You've sat at that table. You've been in that room. You've heard them talk about other people. You know this ain't this ain't about this big support group. Everybody going well. Let's just come alongside Mary and Joseph and just give them all the help that they need. No, that, that isn't going to be the case, and we'll explain why in just a minute. So now, if that's not enough, they got to travel back at least eighty miles to be counted for a census. Unbelievable timing! Unbelievable timing! You're thinking massive inconvenience, man. I do not have time with this right now. Right? Imagine over two thousand years ago, you had this pregnant fiance. So you go, let's say the table to get registered. I don't know exactly what the registration was like, but he goes there and he's like, here's my full name. Here's documentation where I live. Well, who's this lady? This is my, I'll say fiance, right? This is my betrothed, my fiance. We're going to get married. Wow. She's mad. She hiding something under her, you know, clothes there. Nope. She's pregnant. She's nine months pregnant. She's fixing on giving birth any minute. We had to ride here on a donkey. Yeah. You talk about 
you're going to hear some comments. That's going down in the registration. They're going to mark that down. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. That's where, uh, that's where you know, while this is going on, you got people out here taking care of business over here. You got people over at this place like checking in over here. There's a bunch of different things. You know, you got the baby being born potentially real close you got shepherds taking care of their sheep you got people being counted at the tables here you got an innkeeper who's just maxed out at room capacity you have all these people coming in town maybe it's a family reunion maybe it's a big who bought i don't know maybe they're checking out black friday sales i don't know what's going on but there's just a lot of life happening right and there's one baby just about to be born the time came for her to give birth man Galatians 4.4 4 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law. Fullness of time. What seemed like a massive inconvenience is exactly the right time. But that doesn't mean all the conditions are going to be just right. That just means it's exactly the right time. There's still the human element to it, right? There's still the family that isn't going to let them stay there. Now, Joseph has to go back home, and he has to stay where his relatives are all going to have to, some of them are already there. I'm sure some of them are coming back home. Like, like Joseph, he wasn't the only guy I ever move away. How come nobody in their family let them stay with them? Because you know, people just like that too. And they said, Nope, we don't want that on us. We, we, we don't want that. I don't want to hear about that. When I go to the temple, I don't want to hear about it. When I go to the marketplace, I don't want to hear that. When I go sit out the gate, I don't want to hear that. When I go hang out with my friends, we won't be invited to so-and-so's house no more. We won't. It's like the guy who was born blind. He gets healed and as they go to his parents, say, Hey, what happened? And they're like, I don't know. You ask him cowards. Nobody wanted Mary and Joseph in their house. Listen, man, some of the most cutting relationships you can have in your life are the ones that should be the closest, but they're not. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. There are scars from being cut deep by people who are closest to you that you may carry the rest of your life. You don't have to allow the effects of that the rest of your life, but you don't forget about it, right? You know it. You feel it. You know what I'm talking about. I know a lot of guys like this. You're carrying that and you're like, man, I thought that person should be for me. Yeah, I get it. They should have been for you, but they weren't. You know why? People along the way somewhere weren't for them either. Broken people cause more broken people, okay? But it's baby time. We need a place for this kid to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger. There was no room for them in the end. Nobody wanted to let him in. God will provide, though. He always does. And we'll go back to our first verse here. I said this is important. Luke 2, 1. In those days. Oh, you're like, do we just focus on the decree? No, in those days. Look at all the shepherds in the family all the people going on god does not create insignificant days every one of them has a meaning the census meant they had to go back home they had to go something that was a massive inconvenience they had to go travel but had there not been a census they never would have went back home they never would have went to that place. And they never would have fulfilled Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrath, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Well, how about that? They just happen to say, we have to go, and we have to do it in this time. But she's so pregnant. I know, but you have to do it. 
They fulfilled a prophecy. It reminds me of Proverbs 21.1. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Caesar Augustus thought he's just issuing a decree. You know what he's doing? He's helping fulfill a sovereign prophecy of our Lord. He's, he's helping these kings come to fruition. The prophecy, Mary and Joseph, they need to be in Bethlehem. A guy named Micah wrote this 700 However, 700 plus years, roughly. He's about 30 miles outside that area when he's writing it. 700 years old. I can't tell you what's going to happen 700 days from now or maybe even 700 minutes from now. Yet God, through this guy named Micah, who lived amongst, amongst the outcasts, the forgotten people, writes about this prophecy. And Mary and Joseph saying, this is a massive inconvenience. Caesar Augustus saying, we are going to make a ton of money getting everybody counted. We're going to be in control of everything. God says, you're in control of nothing. It all comes about because of a massive inconvenience. Nobody else would have scripted that way. Listen, as I said, you know, December, it's rough. Me setting up this podcast video setup is rough, mostly because I'm incompetent, right? We're going to encounter massive inconveniences in our life. And certainly between now and Christmas, you're going to get some massive inconveniences. Maybe you're having it right now. Instead of looking at our circumstances, say, man, what a, I don't got time for this. Maybe we look at it as the one who divinely and sovereignly marks each day significant. And he will never waste an opportunity to reveal himself to us and through us. And so while we may look at some stuff in our day and say, what a massive inconvenience. Never forget, no day is insignificant. So you look back on this year, you look back on this month, you look back on these days, perhaps you would write, in those days. What happened in those days? Our God was at work. What looked like an inconvenience in the moment, what looked like it was distracting, what looked like it was defeating, what looked like it was the end, what looked like it was another stab in the back from so-and-so or this, that, or the other. In those days, man, our God was at work. Amen. So, men, I appreciate you listening to this. appreciate you watching this. You guys on YouTube, as always, if you click subscribe, Leave a review if you're on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Check out the links in the show notes. Amen. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.